0: Hey, coworkers, welcome back to another episode of Coworking, the podcast that brings you the conversations you're currently missing from your workplace.
1: So, Bianca, last episode we were talking about some overrated things and underrated. And you mentioned that, you know, some people, some crazy people out there think that. Emo and pop punk is overrated. And that led to some lively discussion about music. Uh, People have a lot of strong opinions about music. I think a lot of that is because uh, people have strong history with their their music, their music. And that got me thinking, uh, I want to learn more about the music you listened to growing up. Uh, I think our generation is in this unique position. I I was thinking about this not too long ago. Our kids Mm -hmm. will likely never pay for specific songs. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to pay for an album. They might pay for a Spotify subscription or something like that, but they're never going to like, you know, plop down $15 for an album where they actually have not heard most of the songs. Mm -hmm. You know, our generation is likely the last to have done that.
0: I'm not even fully sure where you would go to buy an album right now,
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Does does Walmart still sell them?
0: I have to imagine they would, but like it's it's not it's gonna be s- slim. they're They're not gonna have everything that you're looking for. I would have to imagine, right?
1: Yeah, I I have no idea. I imagine all the music stores that I ever went to as a kid browsing CDs, they're probably yeah. all gone or they pivoted to something else. Uh, but it is fun to remember the good old days mm-hmm. about about some of that music that we did actually pay for. Uh, Bianca, do you remember the first CD that you bought with your own money?
0: I do. Um, because it was a period in my life where... I was very into this band, group. Okay. Not a band. Definitely a group. (laughs) Um, uh, I remember the first CD that I bought um, was the Spice Girls Spice World Mm, album. Yes. It was just (laughs) like young me was just very excited about it. Um, gosh, they were like a cultural phenomenon of like oh, yeah. girl power group. They There was a movie. So like the album just in and of itself, I was like, this is <laughs> just like, this is, uh, this is what I want to be when I grow up is a member of a girl group. <laughs> um, yeah. I loved, loved listening to it. And I'm, um I don't know what happened to it. Uh cuz I definitely do not still have it, but I don't think I willingly gave it away. I'm pretty no, that's, sure. It... That's not
1: when you give away. No,
0: absolutely not. I'm pretty sure it got scratched somehow cuz mm. you remember like not taking care of your CDs and you'd get like yeah. Yeah. like a really big scratch in them mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're like and it would skip like depending on what yep. what player you put it in? Oh, that was tragic. Oh my gosh.
1: That that's a that's a good first CD.
0: Yeah, like that's an album
1: that you don't have to be ashamed of. That that's the first one that you bought. My story is a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to remember what grade I was in. I want to say probably like third or fourth grade. Uh huh. And my first CD was Billy Ray Cyrus. Ooh. Uh, i I don't remember the name of the album i don't remember anything else about the album other than it had achy breaky heart yes because in elementary school that song was all the rage Mm -hmm. and i had saved up some allowance and we went to the local store it was the pomida Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not not some fancy store like a walmart this (laughs) was the the pomida
0: i I love how a walmart is a fancy store
1: in rural Nebraska, you know. Yep. Uh, and yes, I bought uh, that CD. I didn't actually have a CD player of my own. Yeah, I could only play it on my dad's CD player. Sure. And I think he probably got sick of me listening to it because <laughs> I just wanted to listen to that song. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I also don't know what happened to that CD. I probably did give it away. Nice. Because uh, that's, I mean, once I got past that short stage of my life, I was I was okay being done with Billy Ray Cyrus. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to listen to him anymore. Now I did still listen to a lot of other country like Garth Brooks, because mm-hmm. uh, everybody loves Garth Brooks. But I don't think I actually had any Garth Brooks CDs. Um, so my second CD was a big pivot. It was mm-hmm. the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack.
0: Oh. <laughs> I love a soundtrack. Yeah. It's it's so good. I I have to I have to think about it but I'm pretty sure I owned soundtracks to movies that I had never seen but the soundtrack was just really good.
1: Yeah. I feel like the the 90s through maybe the early 2000s they put a lot of effort into the soundtracks.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And
1: and just buying a soundtrack, Steph talks all the time about like, oh yeah, this song is on one of the American Pie soundtracks. <laughs>
0: Those were so good. Yeah. Ugh.
1: So another another thing that was common of our generation uh, at that young age was, you know, we couldn't just listen to whatever song we wanted on the internet. Mm-hmm. So if there was a song that you knew was being played on the radio, you might listen to the radio a lot. Yep. And then if you had the right tape player,
0: mm-hmm. you could try to
1: record it off the yes. radio Did you record music off the radio?
0: Greg, I not only recorded the music off the radio, (laughs) I pretended I had my own radio show. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Where I would record it off of the radio, I would say something, I don't remember anything about it. I just remember, (laughs) I remember that I did it. That's about it. I would, I would like put some some dead air in there a little bit for mm-hmm. for like me to vamp over or whatever, and then the next song would start. I was such a flipping nerd, um, <laughs> but I remember doing it, and I remember like we had this enormous boombox that yeah. allowed us to do it, and I don't even remember what music was popular at the time. All I know is that I. Recorded the songs with the intention of listening to them again. I Mm -hmm. don't remember if I did. Like, I wonder, like, I I feel like I did just to hear like the one song that I wanted to hear, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I actually listened all the way through to my radio show. Like I was Delilah or something.
1: (laughs) So did you actually, you recorded your voice onto the tape or you would just like pretend you were doing the radio show?
0: Yeah. Uh i think i did a little bit of both i think we okay. had like uh we definitely had a big boom box yeah um that allowed us to record the radio mm-hmm. um i think we had we definitely had a talk boy at some point like from home alone uh where you could like voice record uh and i don't i don't remember if that took the same tapes but I know we had something else that we used as like a karaoke microphone. And I think that had um, radio built into it that I could do something like that. But
1: yeah, I, I specifically remember, so uh, out in rural Mm -hmm. Nebraska, there was one radio station that actually played popular music Mm -hmm. and I think it was on Friday nights at nine o'clock. They do the top nine at nine. And so Mm -hmm. you could be pretty sure that the song you care about was going to be played on the radio then. And so I would be ready with my, my tape recorder. Uh, and I just remember getting so frustrated when the DJ would talk over the beginning of it Mm -hmm. or the end of it, or, you know, it starts perfect and then they talk right at the end and ruin the whole thing. Yep. But I do remember getting the perfect recording have a Green Day song. Uh, I can't remember the title. It's like "When I Come Around." It was like their first, yeah. their first single. Yeah. And I remember getting the perfect recording of that, and then I listened to I listened to that song, tons.
0: I love off it. Of that tape. Um, radio stations are not very creative because in my hometown we had the top eight at eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> People stay
1: up later in Nebraska.
0: It was but it was so great cuz exactly what you said like you knew that one of your favorite songs yeah. was going to be played um did you ever request songs to be to be on the radio No I never did <gasps> Okay so <laughs> middle school Bianca had a huge crush on a boy in her class And so <laughs> Bianca Let's see where this is going to dedicate songs to this person that didn't even like her. But like in my (laughs) freaking rom-com brain, I was like, he's going to hear this and he's he'll know he'll know. And like, then we're, then we're going to go out and like, we'll go to the movies and be boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, (laughs) Cut to that never happened um but it was just my favorite thing in the world to like listen to all the dedications mm-hmm. and like hope that somebody was going to dedicate a song to me nobody ever did um uh, but i also did it um i this is this is i i don't know how to say this without sounding old <laughs> but i <laughs> I had faxed in requests <laughs> for songs.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that.
0: My dad had a fax machine. And so um, I would like write it on a piece of paper and fax it to the radio station. <laughs> and on my birthday, I wanted to hear like the song that I was into. So like yeah. every year on my birthday, I tried to like request a song and then listen for it on the radio. And and I got I got my song played. Wow. So it was pretty great.
1: Nice. That that seems genius because, you know, the reason I never called in is because I don't want to talk to somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. But if I could just fax it to them, I oh, mean, that's the, the old school equivalent of texting, right?
0: Absolutely. It was texting before there was texting. Yeah.
1: Now, I'm curious with the top eight at eight, did they have people call in to try to name the eight songs that got played?
0: That sounds familiar where they would win like a gift card to the pool or something. So -hmm. the
1: the top nine at nine did the same thing. And I remember listening to that a lot and people would mess it up. I was like, are you even trying?
0: You just had to write it down.
1: Yeah. I, you know, elementary school me was like, this is the easiest thing in the world. How are people (laughs) screwing this up? (laughs) No, I never called in to win anything, Mm -hmm. but I could have. You
0: could have. You probably yeah. would have won every time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, did you ever borrow music from a friend and copy it?
0: Oh, I definitely did that. Um, I can't remember like what specifically it was, but I remember in I don't know how much of this like the statue <laughs> of limitations <laughs>
1: I think we're good. I think we're Alban good now. On already? Okay, okay. Lars Oldrich gave up on all this.
0: Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so I remember in high school, I'm pretty sure YouTube had just started to get big. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I would do was I figured out how to download just the audio from YouTube and then oh, yeah. burn it to a CD. Mm-hmm. Um, also the prom, we had CDs that we gave out at prom, Mm -hmm. which was just someone in their home (laughs) burning 180 CDs. (laughs) Um, I didn't have a very big graduating class. So like, if you think of everyone who was in my class and then like, say they had a date, it was like 150, 180, uh, CDs, but I remember some of those mixes were fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's probably the uh, like the old school strategy of uh, you know recording from different places or just downloading MP3s, and mm-hmm. the volume levels are always different from song to song. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yep. great. Now I remember. Um, so even before burning CDs, I would borrow tapes or CDs from other friends, and I would. Uh, record those onto tapes. Uh and I it's it was just considered so normal to me that in elementary school, I remember in our music in our music class, we had some song that we were singing about like a dinosaur or something. And it was a banger, let me tell you. Nice. For the for el, for the elementary school kids, we all loved that song. Yeah. And one day I asked the music teacher, Can I borrow that tape so I can make a copy of <laughs> it? And so, so that triggered a long discussion about why it's wrong to copy music.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> and then she goes, uh, but if you would like to buy a copy, I can probably, I can probably get you an order for them to buy a copy. So I did that. I ended up buying a copy and a bunch of my friends ended up buying it too. And it was like, I don't know, four bucks a tape. Cause there was only like one or two songs on it. Oh, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was the first time oh that it had ever occurred to me that, oh, maybe there's something wrong here. <laughs> now it I... didn't stop me. I, I went sure. on to copy many more things from, from friends. I also had a friend that refused to lend me one of his things so I could copy it. Cause he was convinced that it would somehow ruin his
0: original oh tape. Oh gosh. Oh man. Yeah. There were, um, I have not had like a PC tower in a really long time, but Mm -hmm. I remember one of the ones that my dad had had two CD drives, which was perfect for just like ripping one and then burning Mm -hmm. the other all in the same spot. Oh, it was so great. Oh, but now that we're talking about like, uh, low-key stealing music when (laughs) no one had really taught us about intellectual property yeah um were you big uh not not that you had a following but like did you frequently visit napster or napster or is it kazaa or kaza i've heard i've heard it different ways
1: so i never actually used napster although Mm like uh I don't think I was aware of it until Kazaa got popular. Mm-hmm. But I did download MP3s. The original way was people would host them on random like Geocities websites.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh, and I remember well, the, probably the first MP3 that I ever downloaded off of the internet. I was just searching through Geocities websites for MP3s. And I remember searching for some queen and some Metallica nice. and I found a web page that had them, but this person said, you need to message them to request the the music. And I, th- I think I was in high school. I was probably a freshman in high school. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just going to email this guy and say that, uh, I need it for my band, like my, my high school band. So yeah. you're like, you know, we're, we're trying to play this for pep band and people don't know how it goes. So I need the, I need the MP3. So sure. we do like I had to come up with a very plausible, like, you know, for 14 year old me, it sounded very plausible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the person on the internet was like, yeah, whatever. Just here you go. Here's your link. <laughs> but I, I downloaded them. Of course I downloaded them off a 56 K modem. So that's, you know, oh, a five minute song takes five minutes to download roughly. Mm-hmm. That's how I can always remember that. Um, But, oh, it was so amazing. It was so amazing downloading that MP3. And then I, of course, burned that onto a CD. Uh, Later on, when I got to college and I got fast internet, uh, that's when it really took off for me, when I could actually download songs faster than you could hear them.
0: I love it. There was... um... There was a program that I don't remember the name of it, but I remember like when I got to college everyone was talking about it. It was it was basically like like a worse iTunes essentially where like <laughs> if you wanted a song, you could find it on here. But because I went to school with a lot of very tech savvy engineers and computer science majors, Mm -hmm. they figured out how to rip all of the music so you didn't have to pay for any of it. Oh, nice. So uh, that's how I got like the majority of my music was just like, what am I into? What sounds good? (laughs) Click, click, click. I have it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It really changed the game.
0: Yeah, college internet speeds. Yeah, that that really helped quite a bit.
1: Mhm. Uh so back to the the legally yes. purchased music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious cuz this is another thing that would just blow zoomers' minds that this that this was a business that this was a business model. Yep. Columbia House or BMG. Did you ever have subscription to either of those
0: so i did not but Bryant has told me that his parents reluctantly let him have <laughs> one of those subscriptions <laughs> so i never experienced it so i like i know of it but i don't i don't understand the full joy of it
1: did you ever get the mailers with all the stamps no so so you don't even know like how you signed up no I don't think oh, wait. anybody wait, I don't think anybody said, like, send ever send reached a, out to them.
0: Yeah. Did yeah, they, they just would, like, send you a form?
1: Yeah, they would mail okay. you this form and it would come with like a book of stamps where each stamp was uh an album cover of a different <gasps> album.
0: I do remember that. And so then there's
1: like a postcard and you'd just stick like ten of these stamps on there, and that's the ten CDs you're gonna get for free as part of signing up. And, but then you're locked into purchasing Uh, I think it was usually two CDs at full price every month for the next, I don't know, two or three years.
0: For the rest of your life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I got one of those mailers Mm -hmm. when I was like 12 years old. Yeah. Which is insane to me. One, how did they know that I existed? Right. And two, that they are targeting 12-year-olds. My older brother saw it and he's like, hey, you're going to sign up for this. (laughs) And... So I think he like picked some of the CDs and then sure. I picked some. And I, I think he probably said like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'll help you pay for some of the CDs you got to buy later. Uh, that didn't pan out. <gasps> so
0: Your brother set you up?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm sure he will hear this. Whoa. And then he will try to tell me a different story. But I'm I'm quite positive that, that he had no intention of buying some of those CDs later. <laughs> He's just like, ah, Greg can deal with it.
0: He's just mooching.
1: So, so yeah, we got our free CDs, and that was great. I don't remember what all I got. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, me being 12, maybe 13 at this point, had no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they started sending me letters saying, like, hey, you signed a contract. You owe us money. Yeah. And uh, I remember one of my friends at school was like, you can't sign a contract. You're a kid. Yeah. And I was like, I am a kid. <laughs> and so I, like, I remember writing a letter saying that I am only 12 or I'm only 13 and I'm not legally allowed to sign a contract. So I'm not paying you money. And I mailed it to them. What did they do? I never heard from them again. So I don't know if it worked or if they just gave up eventually. What's funny is I couldn't remember the name of the company, Columbia House. Yeah. And so when I was looking it up, I found a Wikipedia page about them. And on the Wikipedia page, it actually says they targeted teens and and children who were not legally allowed to sign these contracts so they could never actually get their money from them.
0: Oh, my God. That's problematic on a couple levels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How did they think they were going to get paid?
1: I don't know. Maybe they thought uh, they could scare the children into getting their parents' credit cards or just scare the parents into paying for things. Oh, my gosh. It was was a scam. It was all a scam. But later, when I did have a job, Mm -hmm. I signed up again because then (laughs) I had money. And I was like, hey, this way I can get, like, music that I might not be able to get in the store. Yeah. I ended up buying a lot of music that way. Nice. And, and... They would let you buy music with the parental advisory label.
0: <gasps> Scandalous.
1: Yeah. Because some stores, you know, they'd be like, how old are you? Um, I think most stores would still sell it to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually remember one store. I don't remember the name of the store, uh, but it was while we were on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. And I, I must have been 14. And we went to some mall somewhere while on this vacation. And I went into a music store mm-hmm. and I asked the uh there's some like, I don't know, I assume they were high schoolers working the, the front counter. <laughs> I go, hey, how old do you have to be to buy the ex- like the explicit lyrics albums? And they're like 14. I was like, oh, good, because I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, they didn't even question it. They're just yeah. like, yeah, whatever, just cool. And so, and so I ended up buying. Uh, I remember one of them was a, a tool album, nice. Uh, which I was, I just felt so cool oh. to, to have been able to buy that CD. And then later, my older brother, you know, the one that sold me out, he happened mm-hmm. to be a big tool fan. He's like, he saw it in the car, he's like, How'd you get that? I was like, I only had to be 14.
0: Yeah, I got ways, man. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm out here.
1: Yeah, do you. Do you remember ever buying any CDs that had the parental advisory label?
0: I do. And I don't. Like, I don't remember specifically (laughs) what it was, but I remember having it. And I remember feeling like they're swearing on this album. Like, I felt very cool. Yeah. Where like, no, like, I get to swear because it's in the song. (laughs) 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 But then there were also some songs where... I didn't know that they were swearing because I had heard it on the radio first. And then when I heard oh, it on the yeah. album, I was like, oh, I don't think you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, when I was young, I think that's when Eminem just, like, started yeah. to become cool. And so, like, I had to have an Eminem album. And mm-hmm, then, of course, Nelly became cool. And so you had to have a Nelly album, right? Like <laughs> like anything that made it onto TRL in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah, those were definitely things that like, you, you're just like, oh, well, I love this song. I have to listen to it. I'm going to go to FYE, uh, which was our music store in the mall, and, <laughs> and buy this album.
1: Yeah. I remember one of the first ones. I don't know if this was the first parental advisory label, but it was one mm-hmm. of the first ones because I'm pretty sure I got it. Off of that first Columbia house round, yeah, uh, it was a corn album, yes,, uh, and I remember some of my friends at school were so jealous mm-hmm. that I had a corn album, and I could listen to the unredacted yep version of the songs that were on mm-hmm. the radio.
0: the one that Tipper Gore would not <laughs> want you to listen to
1: exactly, yep. and I listened to that album a ton. Is great. I don't listen to it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting to go back and listen to it again, see how I feel about it, because that was definitely like in my uh, teenage angst and rage. Yep, ne- needed the fuel. <laughs> I get
0: it. Um, loved Tool. Loved um, what was the other one? Oh, I'm gonna think Taproot. Was oh another yeah, good one too. But I also started thinking about, like, how did I find out about these bands? Like, do you ever, yeah. do you ever think about, like, oh, I really like this band. How did I discover them? It, yes. There were so many different ways that I think I found out about music. And I don't remember which ones I found out about through which methodologies.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good point cuz back then I think the by far the main way that I ever found out about music was mm-hmm. listening to the radio. Yeah. In in rural Nebraska, we didn't have many options. Right. Uh there's basically your popular music and then a bunch of country stations. Yeah. Uh and I remember one of the first bands that I felt like I had discovered like my friends weren't talking about them. Was mm-hmm. Blink 182. And it was basically immediately after um shoot, what was their first big single?
0: Was my age uh, again?
1: Yeah, what's my age again? Mm-hmm. Right after that came out was when I had Columbia House. And so I got that CD and their album from before, Dude Ranch. Nice. And listening to those, I felt like I had discovered something yeah. that wasn't being played on the radio. Mm-hmm. And that was an amazing feeling. And I got to share that with a bunch of my friends and say, hey, listen to this, because this isn't like what we're hearing on the radio. I think you'll like it, too. And so then, you know, a whole bunch of us got into Blink-182 and some 41 shortly after. Um, Yes. And then there became this effort to try to find bands like them. Sure, but it was it was a challenge. You might just i mean we did have the internet, but we were using like Netscape and Yahoo search mm-hmm. and so there's there's <laughs> not a lot of resources for that. <laughs> I'm curious if you had any other strategies, or did you have a moment where you felt like you had really discovered a band?
0: I don't know that I discovered a band um I know I did the same thing, right, like listening to the radio. Um, that's how I got really into Savage Garden. Um, Oh, yeah. Big fan. Huge fan. Um, (laughs) I
1: know one song.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know a couple of them. And I think I followed them into, like, after their popular phase, like, the album that they released after their their critically acclaimed Mm -hmm. album. Um, I was just very into them. Um... I remember somehow finding out that Kelly Osborne, the daughter of the Prince of Darkness, mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. her ho- her own singing career. I completely um, forgot about that. <laughs> and I um, first of all loved it. Loved capital L loved it. Um she had some pretty good songs. Uh, other than her cover of Madonna's Papa Don't Preach, I can't tell you what the other ones are. <laughs> That's the one that I remember the most. Yeah. I cannot tell you how I found out about it, but I remember I, f- I heard it, immediately needed to find it. So I ripped it off of Kazaa and then put it on my mini disc player.
1: Ooh, classic. hmm
0: Yep. So I... Uh... I was uh, tooling around town with my mini disc (laughs) player um, that I definitely put like fun stickers on. Yeah. And yeah, I think I was the only one at the time who was like, at least in my friend group, that was listening to Kelly Osborne.
1: Nice. Mm -hmm. Now, I I do remember now a couple other sources for for learning about new bands. Uh, I specifically remember a point when I was probably in middle school, maybe early high school, When our town got MTV.
0: (laughs) Oh, yep.
1: And so, uh, you know, TRL would pretty much play the same music that was on the radio. But throughout the day, there'd be other things that they'd have on that Mm -hmm. sometimes they would play other music that wasn't normally on. And I remember that's where I learned about Newfound Glory. Nice. Because that band was not being played on the radio where I lived. But uh, I specifically remember seeing the video for their, one of their earlier singles, Hit or Miss. And so that led me down that path. Nice. Um, other than that, though, uh, you know, hearing about it from friends or like my cousins, I'd always hear about uh, bands that they had found. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was around the Napster Kazaa days was when it really started to explode of friends saying, hey, you got to listen to this. Like mm-hmm. I specifically remember when I was in high school, and a friend said, "Hey, you got to listen to Dashboard Confessional." Mm. Mm. And, and Sing he, it, he, yeah. He was he was preaching that to everybody at yeah. the school, and all these people were like, "I listened to it, and it's it's life changing."
0: <laughs> yes, this music gets me, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> So oh, man. through that, like I was really good friends uh, with this guy that was finding some of these bands and, and he'd, he'd always give me the scoop. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like I felt like I was in the know. Uh, love it. That's that's like the hipster of the early 2000s. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I knew the bands before they were cool. Most of them never actually got cool, but I mm-hmm. knew them anyway.
0: So one of the ways in, like, trying to reflect and being like, where the heck did I learn about new bands? Um, TRL, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, just regular run-of-the-mill MTV. Um, We also had Fuse TV at some point. I'm pretty sure it's, like, it was part of our cable package. Um, Because we had, like, digital cable when that was a a a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was very similar to like watching MTV all day, but they would really focus on like alternative music and whatnot. Um, I remember, I I remember this so specifically. So when I talk about like, oh, I don't remember how or where I bought a Spice Girl CD. (laughs) um, But I remember it was the morning that I was going to go take the SATs my junior year of high school. I remember I had to get up early because... That's what you gotta do when you take the SATs. We didn't of take, the, we didn't, we didn't have the ACTs. I know the ACTs are popular in the Midwest. We had yeah, the SATs. Are. Um, so I got up early to take that, and I was like eating breakfast and waiting for my ride because I think um a friend was um like a friend was also taking it, and so um she was gonna give me a ride. At any rate, I was watching MTV in the morning just to be like yeah i'm cool i'm a teen it starts the what day I do. Yeah. that's how i found out about fallout boy ooh it like their their first like mainstream hit um sugar we're going down mm-hmm. was was playing and i think it was i want to say it was oh i don't know what like random event they had going on but it was like so i remember i saw it and i was like this is the music that I really like. This is great. <laughs> another another way I found out about music. Um, I don't remember if we talked about this in the nostalgia episode. Um, but I've been rewatching The OC. And oh, okay. So the most pretentious thing I will ever say <laughs> is going to exit my mouth right now. In that the music was like another character on the show. (laughs) Um, But it was like all of that, like hipster alternative rock music. And they would have bands play on the show. And I, I am, I am 90% sure. That's how I found out about the killers. Because they played on an episode. That's how I found out about Rooney. Like Rooney had one song that I think (laughs) part of the country knew about. And it was because of the OC. Um, But, like, that that indie rock kind of thing, like Death Cab and The Killers and um, Iron and Wine, like, that's all very, like, OC-style music. And so uh, I found out about a lot of music that I ended up liking through that show. And I don't know if it's because I actually liked it or if it was because (laughs) um, it was playing in a Hollister or... Uh, like I just wanted to identify with it, but I remember really loving it and being like, "Oh, I have to buy more music like this."
1: Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned The OC. Uh, one, that's where I first learned about Imogen Heap.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, two, that's also uh, the intro song is by Phantom Planet, and that's yes! how I heard. That's how I found out about Phantom Planet. Who love I love, Phantom Planet. Love it. Uh. And then it's also funny that you mentioned Rooney because we were just talking about how uh, Jason Schwartzman from Phantom Planet, mm-hmm. uh, his brother is in Rooney, and that's Steph was trying to say that funny. we listened to that all the time. I was like, no, we didn't. You <laughs> might have in your circle of friends, but I did not. But no, that's actually a really good point. That in in a lot of shows, uh, they did a really good job in that era yeah. of pulling in some of these unknown bands. Like I remember, uh, Gilmore Girls had the Shins
0: yes yep
1: that's that's not where i learned about them but i think a lot of people did yeah um and that was another one that kind of exploded in that uh small time frame yeah uh did you ever learn about bands from siblings i don't remember the makeup Mm -hmm. of your siblings if you were the oldest
0: um so i'm the oldest of my biological siblings okay but um on my dad's side, he had remarried um, and my stepmom had two older sons. And so my stepbrothers were a year and then maybe three or four years older than me. Okay. And I remember my um, oldest stepbrother, Dan, um, was ve- like, he was way cooler than I was ever going to be. <laughs> And I remember that's how I f- how I found out. Um, do you remember the song "My Own Worst Enemy"? Oh yeah, is it by Lit? Yeah, yeah. He would play that song, and I was like, "This song is awesome." But I remember like he would hog the computer to like go on aim with his friends, and he would listen to <laughs> he would <laughs> listen to that song, and I was like, "The song is so cool." But that's like one very specific thing that I remember. Yeah. Um, and then Erica. I, I
1: remember the music video. Yeah. me. They're bowling. Yeah. And they have really cool bowling balls. That's what I remember. I
0: love <laughs> it. And then I don't remember if I learned this from Erica, but Erica used to listen to Good Charlotte a lot. Mm-hmm. And that, that just ended up being really big.
1: So I had uh, a brother that was 10 years older than me. So he mm-hmm. had and he loved listening to music and he had a lot of CDs. Yeah. And uh he, he was big into rock. And so that's where I learned about uh like I, I specifically remember Bush, Allison Chains, <gasps> yes. and Stone Temple Pilots mm-hmm. and like Bush Glycerine. I listened to that song on his CD all the time. It was great.
0: Greg. Um do you remember how last episode we found out how similar we are in that we both eloped? Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the songs that I would request on my birthday <laughs> that I faxed in to the radio station was "Glycerine" by Bush.
1: I mean, that's it's just one of the greatest songs it's ever.
0: So good. Under. I have
1: no idea what it means.
0: No, not <laughs> not a clue. We did not grow up in a time where you could just like look up the lyrics either. Yeah.
1: I remember, <laughs> that's actually funny, uh, another band that I learned about from my oldest brother was Nirvana. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting at our family computer listening to Nirvana and my mom goes, she heard it and she goes do you understand what they're saying in the song? I was like, no. Because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics at all. I just thought it was yeah. a catchy song. I liked yeah. it. And she didn't go on to explain it or anything, but I think that at first, she was concerned about my mental well-being that I, <laughs> for, for some of these songs. And then she realized, oh, he doesn't actually pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, once I found out what some of the lyrics were, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. Uh, now, I mentioned previously that I had bought Billy Ray Cyrus album. Mm hmm. Were there any CDs or albums that you bought mm-hmm. that uh, are kind of a blemish on your cred or you oh. are embarrassed about? Oh, boy.
0: Um, you know, when little kids get too old for the TV shows that they watch, like mm-hmm. like kids are like, I don't watch Barney. Barney's for babies. Yeah. Yeah. I did that with Hanson, where uh, I had a Hanson CD. Of course. And my friend and I destroyed it.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Because
0: we were like, Hanson, Hanson's for babies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were not older people by any means. We were definitely in, uh, I'm going to say, middle school.
1: How, How did you destroy it?
0: Oh, we just threw it around her bedroom. Like we we um gosh, I think we had like paper clips and uh, just scratched the bottom of it mm. and then uh just like tried to try to maybe like a nail file or something. Like we just really tried to make it unusable. Whereas if we were of the entrepreneurial mind, we could have just resold it to somebody and then yeah. just like made lunch money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now Hanson's back.
0: Yeah, I'm, Somehow. I'm super into it. I I got to tell you, I don't have any music that I am ashamed to tell people that I listen to. At the time I was embarrassed, but now I'm like, I like what I like.
1: Yeah. At, at this stage, I'm pretty similar. Yeah. But still, the Achy Breaky Heart is yeah. that's a hard one to recover from
0: is that your blemish or do you have yeah
1: no that's that's the blemish that's the Mm -hmm. biggest one now there was another one i remember buying a sticks greatest hits
0: oh i bought it
1: at walmart and the cashier and you know i was a kid i think i was a freshman in high school the cashier was like why are you buying (laughs) sticks because
0: it's good man
1: yeah uh, what about disappointing albums? Did you ever buy a CD? Because remember back then, we probably heard one song on the radio, right? And then we saw that there's a CD. We can spend fifteen bucks on that. And uh, sometimes the rest of the CD wasn't wasn't very good. Did you have any of those? Any any really disappointing purchases?
0: I can't think of any, but I do know the flip side of it. Like I I feel like every album I bought had minimum. Two or three really disappointing songs where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not into it. Yeah. Right. And I was never really bothered by it. But as soon like there was a there was a moment where I bought an album where I could listen and fully enjoy everything from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept it in my car. I did not have a six C D changer <laughs> like a lot of people did. I had yeah. one C D. Mm-hmm. I had that car from 2008 until 2018, uh, drove that beast into the ground, and for 10 years, the CD that I had in my car was- You had it in there
1: the whole 10 years? The
0: entire time. Wow. I would switch it out maybe sometimes, but it was in my vehicle in some okay, capacity. okay. For a decade, for the last, I want to say six of those years, it was just the one. It was just okay. the one CD. And what was it? It was The Killers' very first album.
1: Mm, nice, that's a good choice.
0: Thank you. I uh, I have had, I've had disagreements with my husband about like The Killers and Queen. I am a fan of both, and I do not think he is a fan of either. Uh, how can you not be a fan of Queen? Just doesn't like them.
1: They there's Queen has a song for everybody.
0: I know that's what I said, just not into
1: them. <laughs> huh, all right.
0: I'm like, okay, cool.
1: Now, I do remember a few very disappointing purchases. Yeah, uh, I think the number one disappointing this was a, not a well known band. And the only reason I remember is because of how bitter I was when I bought the CD. Yeah. The band is Guano Apes.
0: Never heard of them.
1: They had one song. was a really good song. I think it was called open your eyes or open my eyes. Something like that. Yeah. That song was great. The rest of the album was terrible. Oh, absolutely terrible. At least I thought it was terrible back then. I don't know if I'd still think that if I listened to it now. Another one, this one burned a lot of people, a lot of people. Sugar Ray, their first album. Because <sighs> mm-hmm. if you remember, uh, their first song that was on the radio, it was a very pop song. Yes. Their album was not a pop album.
0: <laughs> oh, gave them the old runaround.
1: Yeah. It was like uh, they were trying to be like hard rock with maybe some rap. I don't remember <gasps> that part. I just remember it was one of those cases where the song that was played on the radio was yeah. not even the same genre of the rest of the album.
0: Oh, but like then they had, they had one where they were like, this is going to be, this is the radio hit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And,
1: it, and it was a hit. And then they pivoted. The next album yep. was all just like what they had gotten on the radio. Yeah. Um, I think another one that was kind of like that was smash mouth before the all-star song. It was that their first album? Yeah. They had a song on the radio called walking on the sun.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the
1: rest of the album,
0: meh yeah uh
1: so yeah i i fell victim to that many times but i just kept doing it just kept buying them
0: um you know what i loved to buy that i felt there there were still some stinkers let me tell you but i i felt like i could get around a lot of it By just waiting for the next now that's what I call music album (laughs) to come out because it was all like the top radio hits. So you could granted they never came out when those songs were still hot. Mm -hmm. They always came out like a season or two later and you're like, oh, there's that Nickelback song or whatever. (laughs) Right.
1: Maybe that's another blemish. I did mm -hmm. have a Nickelback CD. I also had Creed.
0: Who didn't have Creed?
1: (laughs) Creed is one of those bands that everybody loved to hate on them, but everybody had their CD.
0: Of of course, because they they sounded like Scott Stapp, if you listen, was basically trying to be Eddie Vedder in the way that he sang. And like, we were just coming out of the grunge era. So like, of (laughs) course, like, I totally get it. Like, uh I don't want to say this. I'm not the biggest Scott Stapp fan by any <laughs> I, means.
1: Isn't there a biggest fan?
0: Unclear. Yeah. I I,
1: I, I kind of doubt it.
0: I I I super doubt it. Um, but I mean, they had some things, and then, uh, their guitarist is in another band that my brother-in-law Matt I know loves. Uh, Mark Tremonti is in Alter Bridge.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's a banger.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I I actually remember my oldest brother, again, mm-hmm. who was into all the rock, like Stundle Pilots and stuff like that. He got the first Creed CD. Yeah. And that was the first time that
0: I heard it. I was like, mm-hmm. this sounds good. I remember my dad really loved Creed. Like he <laughs> he loved... So at the time, Creed was really big and... um. Santana was just making a comeback <laughs> and he loved both of those things very much unironically yeah
1: interesting yeah i forgot about Santana because mm-hmm. he, he had the the one song with matchbox 20 or the guy Absolutely. from matchbox 20
0: yeah yep yeah good times
1: now you mentioned the killer cd in your car yeah Uh, outside of your car were there any cds or tapes or anything Mm -hmm. else that you would consider that you overplayed you just listened to tons and tons
0: uh well i definitely knew every word to the spice girls (laughs) by the time i was like 13 or 14 yeah like that absolutely happened um i don't ever remember being told by my parents like hey uh, you need to play a different song now.
1: You <laughs> need to branch out?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, no, my 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 parents never really cared. I would say I definitely overplayed the Spice Girls because I was in a very strong phase where, like, I had platform sneakers to look <laughs> like the Spice Girls. I had the Spice Girls uh they weren't Barbie brand, but they had Barbies of the okay. Spice Girls, and I owned them. Um, I was just I was capital V very into the Spice Girls. Uh, had the movie on VHS, <laughs> had the the uh had their CD and definitely listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um I'd say of of any of the ones that I overplayed. It was so that I could learn all the words to it. I also um, tried to make up dance moves in my basement to <laughs> the Backstreet Boys album, Millennium, which okay. was oh, mm, just uh, like my heart is getting warm right now. Just thinking about <laughs> how much I loved the Backstreet Boys as a child. So I know there was like Turf Wars as a sixth grader about, did you like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? I think it was even like fifth grade. Like if you were 10, you had to pick a side Mm -hmm. and I picked. And uh, according to some, I was wrong, (laughs) but according to my heart, I was right.
1: Did you see the, the recent uh, get together of both NSYNC and Backstreet Boy members?
0: No. How did I miss this?
1: Yeah, the stuff was telling me about it. I was uh well she was trying to remember the names of some of the the members and the only one that I can ever remember his name is um Joey Fat One. <laughs> because he, he was the fat one.
0: <laughs> oh Joey Fatone
1: Yeah. Um but she mentioned how it was uh it was like two or three members of InSync and in either one or two from Backstreet Boys, they like <sighs> they got together and they did some songs.
0: Well, I'm Googling this. Yeah, so. you got to find it. Oh, man.
1: Uh, I never really got into either of those because mm-hmm. uh, that was at the stage where uh, if you were a boy, it was uncool. Uncool sure. to be into the boy bands. Yeah. Uh, but there are a couple CDs that I would say that I overplayed. Yeah. Uh, the first was uh, Weezer's first CD. Nice. So that was that was one of my earliest CDs that I ever got because mm-hmm. uh, I, I got it for Christmas. And so this was... I think this was before the Columbia House thing, uh, before I had money to spend on it on it. So I was listening to that like every night. I would listen to music to fall asleep and I would listen to that I love one. Love that. Every night. Um and then, then there was that corn C D that I got, and I listened to that mm-hmm. one like every mm-hmm. night, which that that'll fuel your dreams, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um I think those are probably the main two that I can remember as a kid that I just listened to over and over. And then after that, it was probably Blink One Eighty Two. Nice. Uh, once I got those two CDs, I listened to them just tons and tons.
0: When you said Weezer, um, I am embarrassed to say that I'm pretty sure I found out about Weezer because they had the Muppets in one of their videos. Oh yeah. And I will forever love the Muppets. Um. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should go back through their catalog." Incredible. Love yeah. Weezer. So, There's... thanks to the Muppets, I know yeah. about Weezer.
1: Their band has a really weird story because so the blue album uh it was I think it's amazing, but yeah. when it first came out, it wasn't very popular. Yeah. And then their second album came out in all like the Weezer purists they might mm. think that's the best album. That's like the most polarizing album. SNL even did a skit about it. It's really? that polarizing. Yeah. Um, like they did that skit recently, like last year.
0: That's very funny.
1: Um. And then they just kind of fell off for many yeah. years. And their third album didn't come out for a very long time. And they were becoming more popular because more people were finding out about their first album. Mm. um i think i was in sixth grade when their first album came out because i remember there were some other kids at school they're like oh you gotta hear the sweater song
0: i love the sweater song
1: yeah so yeah that was i actually i had that on tape first because i uh taped it from somebody else but i could only get the first eight songs there's 10 songs on there and i only got the (gasps) first eight on my tape so once i got the cd i was like oh there's two more songs
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You were just out here thinking that it was an eight, al- an eight song album?
1: Yeah. Well, I I think that I just, uh, I assumed there was more because it cut off in the middle of the eight Oh, songs.
0: I hate that. Yes. Because yeah. when you're
1: recording on tape, you only get, I think it's like 40 minutes, 45 minutes on a side, Ugh. something like that. So, yeah, it cut off like... Either in the middle of the eighth or maybe right at the beginning of the ninth song. So it wasn't until I got the CD that I really got to hear those last two songs. Mm. Wow. Well. Yeah. Now I try not to overplay albums <laughs> anymore. I, I try to mix it up. I, I've built up a good variety. Yeah. I mean, I'm still mostly listening to the same stuff that I listened to uh, from the ages of, I don't know, 14 to 22.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh that was 15 years ago since I was
0: it's it's the comfort food yeah. of uh of music, I guess.
1: Yeah. So I actually uh Steph and I, if you recall, we went to that Ben Folds camp Yes. Uh, a couple of years ago. And he had this really interesting thing that he talked about. Well, yeah, two really interesting things that he talked about. One was that throughout history. Musicians have never been rich, except in the last 50 years, and wow. he felt very uh, uh, grateful to have been born in this one era where yeah. musicians can actually get rich. Yeah, uh, and he's pretty sure that 50 years from now, uh, it'll be back to the old days where musicians really don't make much money, um, unless you become a brand, essentially. Yeah. So that that was very interesting to hear him talk about that. But the other thing they talked about is every individual's connection to the music they listened to during their adolescence. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I'd heard other people talk about it, but he just put it into words that made so much sense of Mm -hmm. that becomes your music. Nobody of any other generation is going to understand it as well as you do because you went through these very specific periods of your life. Listening to that music.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, Every so often. I will play this very silly game with Bryant where I, I pretend that the, uh, that my dogs are humans. And then I ask him like, (laughs) if they were, if they were humans, what do you think they would do in this situation? And the, the last question I asked him was um, if Penny were a person, um, what music would you, would she listen to in her car? And he like he and I were going back and forth and sharing ideas. And I was like, Oh, well I, I think that your idea was actually what Lola would listen to if she were a person. And he goes, no, I think she would listen to top 40. And then we, (laughs) we looked at each other and we were like, what's even in top 40 right now? Like we had no (laughs) knowledge or understanding what was cool on the radio right now. Like I, I, I listened to some new stuff because of TikTok or, Mm -hmm. um, I am very extra and I have satellite radio so I can listen to like the couple of channels that I really enjoy. Um, One of them being the nineties grunge channel, (laughs) which is great. Of course. Um, But the other one is like new up and coming alternative music. And that doesn't always get played on like the top 40 radio stations. So I'm like, I don't even know who is hot right now. Like who's going to have the song of the summer. No idea. Not even a glimpse of a clue. So we went through Spotify and we were like, I don't know. I don't know any of these songs. (laughs) I don't understand it. And I was like, oh, I get it. That's why our parents listened to oldies in air quotes. Because like that was the those are the, the songs that they grew up with. And that was like their comfort food for music. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they want to return to. So I was like, oh, I get being an old person now. <laughs> I get it.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, it's still weird because, you know, like I try to get our kids to listen to music that we like. Yeah. They're just like, no, I don't <laughs> like it. But you're oh. in that age where you're supposed to accept all mm-hmm. music.
0: Um, is there anyone that you were most offended that your kids did not want to listen to? Not maybe not offended, but just like like it it was a shot right to the heart.
1: Nothing comes to mind. Okay, I do remember though. Uh, so we busted out Rock Band for the Nintendo Wii not too long Love ago because
0: it. Mm-hmm.
1: it had been in the closet for years, and my kids found it. And they're like, "What's this? Can we play it?" And uh, one of the songs on there, well, one, first off, the song that they played like 10 times in a row was Weezer. Love it. (laughs) Uh, I don't remember the name of the song, but it's number seven on the album. That's that's, that's how I remember the Weezer album. Uh, But there was a Metallica song on there, Enter Sandman. And they really liked that one. And I was like, you know, you can ask Alexa to play some Metallica. And then you can hear more Metallica, and my—I remember my daughter tried it. She, Steph, walked by her room, and could tell that she was listening to Metallica on her Alexa. Oh, and we're just like, "I love it!" Such such a proud moment. But then she's like, "Yeah, I don't actually like it."
0: Oh. (laughs) Oh, But there was that one
1: moment we were just like, "Wow, our daughter's listening to Metallica." It was so good.
0: Well, we want to know what you're into. Uh, Tell us about your musical past. We We want to hear about it. We'd love to hear from you. So make sure that you hit us up on Instagram. We're at coworking underscore podcast. If you've got a topic suggestion for us, DM us on Instagram. We want to hear it. We want to know about it. We're sure that you have friends that are missing their random office chit chats. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about us. That's it for this week. We're going to take a summer break, and we'll be back in a few weeks.
1: Bye.